Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to take two of the Lonely Man's podcast for this week. I'm sorry we haven't released an episode in a while. Ben Basunga committed a crime at Bonnaroo and now he has fled the country. I'm joined here by Paul Cyphers. Uh, my name is Jesse Burlingame and things are going exponentially well as far as stand-up comedy goes. Annunciation? Yeah. You think I mumble too much? Yes. I think we both mumble too much. We do. We do. I And you whisper a lot. You yeah. speak very quietly. I think we are fucking dead in the water. <laughs> I think it's over. It's time to move out of here. I think it's over. I think I think we gave it everything we could. We've tried our best at Austin, Texas. I'm sorry. I'm I always imagine us having some type of victorious podcast. Yeah. You know, like a declaration of victory. Right. Over the, the No, when you and I get together comment. without Ben on this podcast, it's yeah, uh, it's, it's really waving the white flag. We're really trauma bonding. Yeah, it's that scene in Fury when the tank breaks down and they say mm-hmm. there's 200 Nazi tanks. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. And then uh, they go, "Oh, we gotta get out of here." And then Brad Pitt climbs on the top and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna fight them off." And everyone's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and it's just us. We climb on top of the tank and we say, "I'm gonna fucking keep going open mics." Yep. And everyone in our family is like, "What are you doing?" Um. I feel free now that I didn't get, uh, now that the biggest booker in town saw me, didn't call me back. I feel a freedom. Yeah. I feel a weight lifted off my That's just a defense mechanism to make you not, because if you totally ingested what happened Mm -hmm. and what you missed out on, then you would kill yourself. Right. So that's just your brain releasing chemicals to make yourself feel better. It is. Yeah. I'm releasing DMT into my brain right now. Yeah. (laughs) So you, you, it's good. Feel free, but just know that like, you wouldn't feel confined if he had asked you to come back. No, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> the chains are on me now. Yeah. Yo, now I'm working for the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I went through all of these mental gymnastics several times in my life. I've already I've already gone through all this what is it, the seven stages of grief or denial. You know what's or good though? Every time something bad happens, you just get more uh cynical and become less of a good person. I've added another layer to my Iron Man exoskeleton. Which will serve you uh in kind of not having a normal life after you eventually give up. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah. Now I got some stories. But now like, you fucked up not only your life now, but like maybe forever. Uh, dude, I, I, it's gonna take a long time for me to do some damage control with what's going on right not now. Not really. If you quit no. stand up and just worked at fucking Best Buy for like a year. Yeah, if I just got a, a forty hour, yeah. twenty twenty dollar an hour job. Yeah. Within a couple of years, I'd be back. Also, on my in feet. Austin, it's kind of nice. Like I have people I could get jobs from. <laughs> now I have two cities in the world. People are offering you jobs. Yeah, it's like I have two cities where if I landed, I said I need a job, I could find one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what being an adult is. Knowing people that can give you. Honestly, has anyone ever thought about it? like to be a, a like one of those traveling guys, like uh, into the wild? You know, I remember you just like have c- friends in the different cities. Right. You can just kind of drift around, do yeah. what you need to while you're there. Mm-hmm. So it's not the worst. I mean, if that's the F, because we, we've essentially gotten the participation award for yeah. being in Austin Comedy, which is we've been on Kill Tony. Yeah. And we've been on the mothership. Adam, I got asked I, to come back one time. You got a call back from Adam Ego. But, which I is didn't. essentially a participation award. Mm-hmm. And It's a merit badge. Yeah. And I guess if that's all we get, yeah. <laughs> then what else could we have asked for? Kill Tony's documented. No one will ever believe we were actually on the mothership. We got the mic. bread at the beginning of the dinner. Yeah. The breadsticks. Mm-hmm. 
And that was it. Everyone else is. But on, as uh, <laughs> everyone's ordering their appetizers, they're like, we're like, we check our bank account. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll just have water. Give me some water. Yeah, we're really fucked. Yeah, it's never going to happen for us. <laughs> we both did really well on Funniest Person in Austin contest. We both did really well. Yeah. You saw mine. Yeah. Mine was really good. Yeah. Someone came up to me the other day a week ago and said, hey, I saw you at Funniest Person in Austin and you didn't make it through and I thought it was really good. <laughs> and I said, thanks. Yeah. I thought it was good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when strangers come up, they're like, oh, I thought you were going to win. I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's fine. And nobody gives a fuck. You know, what, you know what this proves? We're not built for the industry, dude. We're going to go our own way. We have way. to be punk rock. We have DIY. Shane Smith is pretty punk rock. Yeah. Shane Smith seems to have built it himself. Mm-hmm. What club was he in at? Um, whatever one films. Uh, well, he's in a dry bar. Dry bar, yeah. But like that, I think, was the result. Dry bar is the place that gives you, especially when you have like a built-in audience, kind of. I think if you just have a clean 30, you you can apply. No, I know, but I'm saying like, the people who get through yeah. at least need to have like a regional audience. Right. Like it would be someone like, um, dry bar is pretty global. It would they be do someone like Chris tab. No, but it would be someone at numbers. least like Chris tab level like that. Like is like, yeah, has some audience like pull in mm-hmm. their region. Corey Rodriguez got on there. I don't think he was ever in the Salt Lake city scene. He just has like a clean 30. He could do corporates and shit. Yeah. Dry bars get you corporates. They get you cruise ships. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like, how do I do that? It's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, Shane Smith did headline this weekend, and he mentioned, he's like, a lot of people know me from my clean comedy. He's like, but when I do my own shows, I get to do dirty material. Some, like, older middle-aged woman got up and didn't leave the club, just walked around a wall to kind of shield herself from the jokes. I think I think she was just, like, hot or something. I think you were overlooking she, it. She was menopause? Yeah, she was like, I wanted to have sex with her. Oh. <laughs> she was hot. He was telling a, a horny, sexy story. Yeah. Yeah, so she just had to. Yeah, she was uh, flush. You can't and like it's. And then I fucked her, and she was fine. She went back to her. It's a hundred degrees in Austin right now. You can't go outside, so she just stood by the blower by the door. The yes, I don't know what to do. I'm going back to Massachusetts. When are you doing that? August. August sixteenth, no, August eighteenth, and August twenty sixth. I will be appearing at the Hideout Comedy Club. Oh, sick! In front shout of shout out Caitlin McPhee. In front of current and former lovers. Shout out Monica <laughs> Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to say their names? <laughs> Bleep that. I was just saying. What the who fuck pro- is wrong with you? I was shouting out the producers of let the me, show. Let me do my fucking plug the way I want to do it. <laughs> Why? I'm doing plugs. You ruined my plug. You said former lover. Current after I said former this. lovers. <laughs> as you were like giving people social security numbers. <laughs> the fuck? I'm doxing the producers of the show. Sure. Yes. I wasn't going to out them as having had sex with you. Well, good, because they haven't. They have not. <laughs> you fucked Anjan Bezos. I fucked Anjan Bezos. <laughs> who's no longer associated with the hideout Sam brand. I fucked Sam Mike when he wore, <laughs> he wore a dress. And then I wore it and he fucked me. We said, we like trans women. We can't find any. Let's just be each other's yeah. trans women. And then you're going to go to, uh, to Boston and fuck Jay Smitty. Hey, somebody messaged my yeah, girlfriend was like, yo, I'm gay, but I don't really talk about it. Yeah. Can I be on the show? And then she told me who it was. And I was like, I don't know if... <laughs> It sounds like this guy's just trying to do the show. And he's a man that I respect. Can you write it down? We have no Yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that down for me. <laughs> he said I'm pan I'm pansexual, but I don't really this talk is, about it. This is your mail. He said I'm pansexual, but I don't really this talk about it. This might be a pen it. that you left here also. Yeah. Yeah, shield it here. 
No way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm pansexual, but I don't really talk about it. <laughs> that guy's just trying to get stage time. Yeah, sure. he is. And shout out to him. I love that. And then dude. he got booked, and then he unbooked himself because he got booked on something else. <laughs> That's what the that's what the fucking the movers and shakers. That's what you that's what you have to do in this, this in this city. Around, okay. Dude. Unbelievable. I like that. I'm uh I'm working I'm on. Do, I'm doing my I'm doing my flag football bit at. It worked so well the other night. <laughs> there was some night at Peckerheads where nothing was working, and, and then that, you did that. That joke. bit fucking worked so well. Yeah. And there is just something that clicks with me when I do material like that. This mm-hmm. is gay, but I don't care because I don't. No one listens to it. I don't care with it. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, all right, well, I'm having fun at least. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. Yeah. I'm. Someone's upset. <laughs> I'm the littlest brother. I like pissing people off. Yeah, you're a little troll. Yeah. You're a little troll boy. So it's like, I guess I just do that. Yep. But I'm gonna do worse at comedy in the interim. Your offensive jokes are the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll. I know, but some people don't want to pay the troll toll. They see the bridge, they just turn right around and say, "I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, I'll take literally any other bridge." Yeah, they're like, "I didn't want to go over this bridge to begin I'll with." I'll swim through the fucking river. I don't need to hear about Jews. Yeah, I don't know what to do. They never really wanted to get to the other side. They just had I'm nothing. I'm gonna start hitting the vape on stage. Okay. We're punk rock comedians because mm-hmm. it's either that or we're not funny and we're failures. <laughs> So I'm choosing to believe that we're punk rock comedians. We're so punk rock that these establishments, mm-hmm. we're we're Vulcan Yasco comics. Hey, Vulcan has some good comics in their door in their door uh, on their door guy roster. Yeah, Kevin Willard's tennis joke. If he could, if he could make eleven minutes like that, yeah. It would be, you would be unreal <laughs> showcase comic. That joke. Is, I haven't heard that joke. I told that joke to Alyssa. She's like, he has a joke where he goes, uh, I'll just. Oh, don't do it on the podcast. Why? Because all of Kevin Willard's fans and your fans are going to. They're going to revolt. Yeah. Okay. If you laugh at this joke, go online, follow Kevin Willard on Instagram. Kevin Dane Willard. He has a joke where he goes, if no some girls are having sex, they'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I wish they like did that during other stuff. Cause you know, like in tennis, they make that noise. So I wish they'd be like, uh, uh-huh. Tennis. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, tennis. It's the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, sometimes. Do you do a big see, act out for it? No, he kind of just does it in the way he talks, oh, which makes it even funnier. He goes like, yeah. oh, tennis. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, man, if you could just write 15 minutes of jokes like that, you'd be in, you'd be good to go. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Just slight act outs, observations. That's a fun sex observation. I thought the same thing. I thought it was kind of a Jerry Seinfeld realm of comedy. X-rated Seinfeld. If you're going to break down... So, like, in D&D, the arcane magic is broken down to nine schools. Is, this, you got cha- is this the chaotic neutral thing? No, 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 no. Okay. That's alignment. I'm somewhere... Alignment, I'm sorry. For this, that's, like, your morality. This is if you're an arcane caster, a wizard, a sorcerer, mm-hmm. a bard, as opposed to a divine caster, which is like a cleric who who gets his casting ability from the divine. Mm-hmm. The arcane caster gets his casting ability from the arcane. Okay. Which is going to be more of your like crackly mad, cr- crackly lightning magic. So there's evocation school, which is like fireballs, lightning bolts. Then there's illusion school, which is like mirror image. You can make like eight of yourself to like mm. throw them off. Confuse people. Anyway, so there's nine schools of magic. So if you did schools of comedy... Or like, I guess classes at Hogwarts would be a better, easier. 
<laughs> you know what I mean though? You got like your Seinfeld. Can we do like uh You got your Richard Pryor. Yeah. Can we do like need for speed, like engine <laughs> turbo boost? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. This is really related. All the engine upgrades, turbo upgrades. Alright, so have you ever played XCOM two War of the Chosen? <laughs> War of the Chosen. Someone's I, picking up what you're putting down. Keep going. I've been playing NBA 2K a lot lately. I've been doing the my career mode. Yeah. I made a guy. What are your skill points in there? Running, jumping, shooting? I made a guy who's 6'10", and his wingspan is the max wingspan, so he's just like dragging his hands on the ground. It's like a 6'10". What's his wingspan? Over seven feet? <laughs> yeah, it's like 7'4". <laughs> and he can't shoot at all, but he can pass and dribble. Yeah. Even though he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> So I just run at the basket. Yeah, he could put his arm right past you. And I just run at the basket full speed, and I just yeah. pass it to my teammates. They just miss the you shot. You just throw it over everybody's heads? And they just miss everything. You throw up the tallest at like alley-oops people can't catch? Yeah. And I play for the Boston Celtics. The bees. And kid? I'm starting now because someone injured there. They had a knee tendonitis. They're out for four to six weeks. What other plans do you have in Boston? You trying to get on anyone's... Uh Nick Nick's comedy stop shows? I guess not, dude. No? Do you hit people up? I'm not hitting anybody up anymore. Do you roll through the roster? You want me to do comedy? You hit me up, dude. I've been doing this long enough. Yeah. Fuck you. Are you going to post that you're in Massachusetts? Or no, just I'm going to go to open mics. I'm going to do my thing. And people say, I want you to do my show. I'll be like, cool. Oh, hey, I didn't know you were in town. You want to do my show? I'm going to say, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. You hit up, uh, you hit up Monica and Caitlin. You got those spots. No, they hit me up, dude. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> just every few months, like, hey, you coming to Boston anytime soon? Uh, I just... Hey, uh, I'm doing the scheduling for August. You're not going to be in town, are you? I just I just do what I do, and I don't what I don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you're ethereal, dude. You just fucking... Uh, incorporeal is how I like incorporeal. to explain. Yeah, I'm incorporeal. You're operating on a corporeal level. Right. You've said this on the podcast before. I'm operating on an incorporeal level. Yeah. I operate on corporal punishment. I'm uh, going to spank everybody that did me <laughs> wrong in this industry. I like colonel punishment where they just make you eat fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> until you die. <laughs> ah! So many seasonings. They, they, they put you under a wooden board and they put fried chicken on it until it weighs you down and kills you like Giles Corey. They're just blending herbs and spices yeah. into your into your. Oh, yeah, they tar and feather you so you look like a chicken. <laughs> and they eat you. I'm sure this has been done as a bit before, but I feel like the tarring is enough of a punishment. Right. Yeah, your skin can't breathe. You yeah, know, I've like, been like tarred. You threw suffocate. hot. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's hot tar. It burns you to the death. The shit that they pave the fucking the, street with. Right. It they melts throw you. it on you. Yeah. And then they throw feathers on you afterwards. It's that, like, it literally is insult to injury. Yeah. Is that where that term comes from, from tarring and feathering? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's really offensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if they, like, what is it, drawing and quartering? It's like if they killed you in the electric chair and then they, like, took you out and they made, like, everyone laugh at your tiny penis. It's <laughs> <laughs> just mean, you know? The man's dead. Yeah. They draw and quarter you, but, like, and they tug on your, your dick, too. But they use, like, a small animal to do it. They don't get horses. The thing is, there's no theoretical end to cruelty. Yeah. So if, you, if your idea is eye for an eye, that means there's no theoretical end to punishment of cruelty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Is that deep? 
It's too deep for me. I'm I also don't really. You start hitting the you start hitting the weed vape, and you you just start going deep, dude. The big the big thing for being deep is you got to just get everybody to breeze past the first sentence and yeah. accept it as fact, even though it's absolutely not. Once fact. you start <laughs> saying corporeal and corporeal, I was like, no, uh, but like the first thing I said is there's no theoretical end to cruelty, which like I don't know if that's true. Yeah. There's probably a cruel. You're saying end to cruelty, but you could have said I just made up a new word, end to cruelty, and I would have uh, been like. Oh, is that like extra cruelty? But like, there probably is a cruelest thing you could do to someone. Like, that makes no sense that I would say that. But once I get you to breeze past that, mm-hmm. then I'm in your brain. Yeah, I heard uh, that they're trying to uh, take away Andrew Tate's political power by getting him to brand himself as a libertarian. Okay, which would mean. I heard this. I, l- I listened to a Muslim YouTuber that has like a hundred subscribers. He's yeah, like, he's like a radical. Muslim. Does he accept Andrew Tate as a Muslim? He's a radical Muslim YouTuber. He's the type of YouTuber that you would subscribe to. To, among to o- end up on a list. Among others, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you were maybe going to think about doing something like that, which yeah. I'm not, but I'm interested in what people are watching. Do you do you go subscribe? Yeah, I do. You, yeah, you don't click the button. Well, he but. comes up in my shorts a lot. They're, they, I think the FBI is actively trying to... Rest. Oh, yeah. Once he's in your YouTube algorithm, you're on a list. Somewhere. And here's the thing is that the FBI is trying to radicalize me, and it's funny because they must go down like... I'm not... Like, they aren't actually, but... They is must, the algorithm feeding you similar content? They must go down rabbit holes where they think a guy who's just doing open mic stand-up comedy is a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. And they try to radicalize him, and then after four months, like, this person's, like, literally retarded, mm-hmm. and they don't have any political... View, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, this guy said that because if they, because Andrew Tate, if they can get him to be one of those guys that says, I don't give a fuck what you want to do. Basically, this guy's arguing that like gays shouldn't be allowed to do. He's like, Ben Shapiro is like actually for gay rights. He's just a few years behind what everybody else is right now, which is actually kind of true. Okay. Because in like 2008, they didn't even want to allow him to get married. Right. So these people now they're like, well, they can do whatever they want. Just don't put it on television. Oh, okay. That's actually sort of like a. They've pushed the Overton window of allowing gay people. Who is the guy Bill Burr did a bit about the ba- NBA basketball owner? Oh yeah, he's like just don't, just don't publicize. Yeah, that was pretty liberal for him. Right, he was like a hippie. So Ben Shapiro, like you can kiss him, just don't take a picture of. Him. Have sex with him, date him, go shopping with him, just don't post it on Instagram. Yeah, so this person's assertion was that we should not allow. He's basically being like we should just outlaw gay people. Yeah. Which is kind of a wild thing to see. Mm-hmm. Because you see a lot Matt of... Matt Walsh on Rogan was like, if anyone can... If gays can get married, the marriage means nothing. Why don't we just, like, stop? Why don't we just end marriage then? He's like, let's just... He's like, why don't we just fucking flip the board over and stop even playing the game? Um, no, I mean, I, I feel like people are doing a pretty good job of that themselves. Yeah. So... um. You know what I mean, though? It's just like... Are, uh, you getting, are you getting radicalized by these videos coming out where the the pride parades no. are like trolling everybody now and say, we're coming for your children? No. No? I'm getting de-radicalized by NBA 2K23. Okay. Uh, which was offered as a monthly game on PlayStation Plus. Monthly game? Yeah, you pay like $10 to get PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And then every month they'll give you like two or three games you can play for free. For the month or for forever? This one, I believe, is for the month. So once once PlayStation takes this game away from me... They give you a little taste? <laughs> once PlayStation takes the game away from me, then who's to say what type of activities I'll get involved in that? 
but for now, it's keeping me it's deranged. pacifying you? Yes, it's pacifying me. So, so this is a thinly veiled threat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> against Sony Corp. I've only, I've only watched one of these radical Muslim videos, but once I have all this free time on my hands. How deep are we into the podcast? Uh, Can you 20, check? 20 minutes, 19 minutes. We're only 19 minutes in? Yeah. Oh. Into part two of it. We did 10 minutes of unrecorded content, which I haven't done in a while, but... I did pack this camera into my suitcase, so the buttons got messed up. So your microphone got turned all the way down to zero. All right. Well, I got some stuff for the Patreon. Okay. This isn't the Patreon. I know. This is the free episode. I know what it is. Yeah. You want to come back tomorrow and do the Patreon? Or do you want to do the Patreon after this? Maybe we can do it after this. Okay. I want to get Taco Bell. Yeah. You want to do a Taco Bell run and then do the Patreon? Um, are you driving to Taco Bell? Why don't you drive Taco Because I'm in Ben's fucking V8 engined car and I have no gas money. So I can bring After, you to the sh- Are you working tomorrow? Hey, uh, me and Jesse are co-workers. We are co-workers. Thank you for the job. You're yeah. really looking out for me. You really You're a good friend. never said thank you. I, I, I don't acknowledge yeah. how much you really do for me sometimes. But uh, I do appreciate you. I don't do that much for you. It's just that A, I don't do a lot for anybody. Right. And B, nobody does anything for you. <laughs> so what I do for you does. You and Ben do a lot for me, honestly. But only in the point, only like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you were just a person that people did things for. Yeah. It wouldn't seem that out of the ordinary. Yeah. Like I'm a person, like my girlfriend does things for me. Mm. I'm pretty independent until my car breaks down. And no, then I'm telling you, it's where we were born, dude. These people, they look through us. Yeah. It is what it is. I, I don't want to be Ben Affleck and Matt Damon about it, but like we, if we're gonna do it, we gotta fucking. We have to be Matt Damon. They can be fucking Johnny Depp. We have to be Matt Damon. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's really betting on us. Yeah, Johnny Depp. No one stinks. thinks we can do it. Matt Damon is like fucking movie about Martian. He's going to Mars. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want a fucking Oscar. You fucking <laughs> retard. Look it up. Did Goodwill Hunting win an Oscar? I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah. So yeah, we got to do stuff, which is why. I think I'm using my midnight slot of Vulcan to do late night with Paul Cyphers. Okay. I've been thinking about casting somebody else in that role. I said, you know what? I'm Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I'm Conan O'Brien. I'm basically... Only I may dance. The only person that I'll give any credit to if it ever becomes a success, which I think it might because I think it's the type of project that I have just the right amount of... All praises due to Victor Martinez Jr. who's already doing a late night talk show in Austin. No, all praises due to Sean Connolly. Because if you did the type of thing, the Sean, sort of late show. If you did the Worcester, t- Massachusetts. If you did the type of thing that Sean does in Worcester and Austin, Beat and you got Austin to embrace Ralph's it, Rock Diner. If you got Austin to embrace it, Knicks. even even the amount that Worcester has embraced Sean's show, which is like it's mostly probably Sean's circle. But I've been to those shows, and like when he brings on like a person from a Worcester business, the Worcester business, a has, local celebrity, like see like the the fucking company. He booked my ex-girlfriend and she brought out a whole squad. To hear exactly. Yeah. And if you could do something like that in Austin and get that type of support, but scaled up for mm. what Austin is, which yeah. is basically Austin is like a big Worcester. It's just in love with itself, even though it fucking sucks. And for some reason, everybody that's here hates it, but doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. It just is a big, it's like, it's like Worcester is the second biggest city in Massachusetts, but yeah. you wouldn't know it. Right. Like, you know, what Austin's I mean? like the third or fourth biggest. That's city what I'm saying. It's the capital, but you wouldn't know it. It is the capital. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think the late night with Paul Severs, because you get, uh, if I could get even just a member of Nether Hour mm-hmm. or the band, if they were on an off night, I mean, it's at Vulcan. It's a staff they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. 
you have a lot of pull being at Vulcan too, because people are just really familiar with what the experience is like performing there. Yeah. So, and then I think the midnight thing would be perfect because that's when the show airs. You should, you should make your desk the, uh, the DJ booth. (laughs) Dude, do you want to double up behind it? (laughs) Late night with Jesse and Paul. We said we couldn't decide on. Uh, we didn't want to have a straight. So we, do, we don't want to have a straight white male host, so we got we, two of them. <laughs> we need we need to push the DJ booth all the way to one side, and then I sit on a small chair next to your desk, <laughs> <laughs> and have a giant cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, a giant, I don't know. What I'm thinking is maybe you should that, get a huge globe. I think maybe there could be something if we if we all banded together on it. Yeah, and worked on it the way. Good evening news is. Mm-hmm. I think the midnight slot's better. That's like when that show is on television. Yeah. So people come out. We get our friends to come out, and we like we just make it a fun time. Make it a hang. And you have a really good stand up on everyone, because you'll have an interview after that. We just get a fucking killer of a showcase set comic. Ten yeah. minutes. There's so we know some people like a crush in ten minutes. You have a house band. Well, there is. The guy who bartends there plays drums for Hit List. Yeah. Do they have Jack. house decks? CDJs? What do you mean? DJ? Oh, uh, I don't think DJ? so. No. But the guy there, we could probably get a band there together. And worst case, we could just get like Kiko. Mm-hmm. Or uh, who's the sound guy? Riley? Or you on a laptop. Or yeah, exactly. The sound guy, but you coordinate with him. I curate the playlist. Yeah. And like, however the bit. You know, because sometimes the songs can almost be like bits. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it would be interesting. And I think we could write. We would kind of start off the way, you know, you do the monologue up top. Mm-hmm. And then you do maybe one desk piece every week. Mm-hmm. Every month. Once a month. And. Yeah, you can do visual shit, too. You got the projector. Yeah. One desk piece, one monologue, one musician. Mm-hmm. The musician, if he put the musician in an interview and you put the comic on an interview and then you just have one seat open for a third, like non There's like 20, 30 minutes of the show right there. That's a ton of the show. Mm-hmm. That's almost too long already. Right. And then you have a third non-performer guest mm. that you can sandwich in between maybe like a comedy set up top. The musician ends the show. Mm-hmm. So they can just play like three song set. I wish we could get real tech. I wish we had the equipment to do some live man on the street live from 6th Street outside the building. Oh, and yeah, we could play that stuff as people were coming in. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the Game Bang show that they do there, they play stuff. They play Jackass while people are coming into the show. Oh, really? Which is kind of like a mini brand stress factory move to just play funny. <laughs> play funnier stuff. But like, honestly, at midnight, it's like, yeah, I like this. Hey, just put on Tribe TV while everyone's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> just play TikToks. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then every time I have someone in town, if I know anybody like Sham, like that's such a premiere. Even if there's only 20, 30 people there, you are the comedian on the show. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like I didn't just do a show. My friend like had me on his show. Mm. Then there's a podcast element. And here's the thing, dude. We might have to, if you really want to make it, which we're not going to, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to be really talented, but I'm not going to make it. Okay. If you really want to make it, you have to make like a Kill Tony thing. Like you need to start doing this live at midnight mm-hmm. at Vulcan mm-hmm. and getting your Legion of Skanks groove on. Like y- you have to m- do it yourself because like it's very clear that I don't know if like I think some people book like women 
for one reason or another. Some people book. I just we we seem to fall through the cracks even if we do well. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we just need to kind of, you know, you got to do something yourself. You know what we are, and I talk about this all the time. Funny, but who cares? You got to make people care about Paul Cyphers. Yeah, but here's the thing too. It's like Charles Adams. Like that's another guy where it's like he should have such. He should have his own audience. Mm-hmm. So we need to find people like that. If we do like late night with Paul Cyphers, or you do Lonely Man's Live, you should do Lonely first, Man's first guest Charles, Charles Adams. Adams if you do Lonely, they'll come and hammered. It'll be midnight. Yeah, if you do, <laughs> he'll bring a fucking girl on stage. With him. <laughs> yeah, he'll meet a girl in the audience. If if you do Lonely Man's Live, I think you should start doing Lonely Man's Live. As a new podcast, mm-hmm. rebranding, okay. Lonely Man's Live, yeah, episode one. Mm-hmm. I think you have you and Ben. This is Lonely Man's Raw. I don't know if you know you're a part of that. Cool. Yeah, Perfect. I don't. I don't do anything to the green screen. I do Perfect. no editing. This is the LMU. Yeah. And I think you have you and Ben. I think you get a killer guest, and not just a guest, but someone who can can take reins when needed. Like a Kyle Dowdy, a Liz Blatt, a, Liz a Kyle Blatt. Dowdy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Casey, a Casey Rocket, um, and then I think you only have those guests on, and I think you have me, Ad a, Vulcan. A Jimmy, uh, you have me, Ad yeah. Vulcan, third chair, computer, Brian Redman, yeah. Soundboarding. Yes. Okay. But my version, whatever. Maybe it's not gonna be as much soundboard. Maybe it'll be more like what the Legionist Gangs do. Yeah. But I think you get some type of Lonely Man's Live thing cooking. You get the live audience. You get people because we can make a fun show that people want to come back to, and we can open it up with stand. Like if we get a big enough audience, we're doing it ten thirty on Tuesday instead of midnight. Mm-hmm. Then you open it up with all of us doing stand up, and then you do the show afterwards. Mm-hmm. You just gotta you gotta go out and do something. These places are not gonna give us it. Once you have something, right? All of a sudden, everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, I want to help you make this happen." Yeah. So how can I be involved with yeah. this? Yeah. But you got to get it on that Vulcan stage. The Vulcan stage, it looks nice, dude. I think... And, dude, we're such big fans of Legion of Skanks. Even if it's not Lonely Man's Live, which I actually like the name of. Mm-hmm. I think we're ready to try to take the hum- the the jump into... Let's make a fucking podcast that people listen to. They come to in Austin. I think yeah. we could do a Legion of Skanks. Oh, actually try at podcasting? But, dude, it's not even trying. It's like, put us in front of a crowd now. Put... Ben is way better in front of a crowd. Right. Ben accelerates. I am getting to the point where if I'm sort of the Lewis J, I can be an antagonizer of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I just think we, and we have enough talent to people. There's certain people who really rise to, like Mike Eaton is a guy that can really rise to the occasion on a podcast. Like mm-hmm. if he just realizes that it sucks, yeah. he just makes it good. <laughs> so yeah i don't know i think and i think the live element would we be had good. him on when it was just holly and me and we were waiting for ben the whole time and yeah. he made it great he's got stories and at vulcan we have the projector we mm-hmm. can do legion of skanks type shit but we got to do our own version we can't just like be a co- you know right but that would be like a key influence just in the fact that it's like hey i have this for you guys and me and you discussed it a little bit prior mm-hmm. you know a game or something like that we have notes yeah show notes a game mm-hmm. kumia fuck it we got to do it Oh, yeah, you met Anthony Cumia recently. I met him, and and I said, your show changed my life. And he said, change mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck. (laughs) It did. It It didn't change my fucking life. It ruined my life. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Change mine, too. Yeah, he probably gets 
What's that. the Facebook banner that you put on top of your photo with him? Uh, I got my booster, did you, or something like that? <laughs> it's a, a vaccination. Yeah, my girlfriend was kind of like mad. And I was like, <laughs> nobody knows who he is. Is it your profile picture on everything? Yeah, but like nobody knows. Anybody who would actually be mad about That's it. That's a if you know, you know thing. He yeah. Got, he got canceled nine years ago. Yeah, and it's just like a funny... He got canceled from satellite radio nine years I ago. I totally stole my opinion on him from... Because I didn't really listen to Open Anthony until... Like, I listened to Come Down predating mm-hmm. that. Most of the people that will recognize his face are probably fans. I'm like a post... But that's the thing, is what I'm trying to say. Is like, I'm like a post... Like, my introduction to Open Anthony was Come Down. Okay. Where they were like... I remember a really funny episode where they said they were on Skanks with Kumia and they were excited because mm-hmm. they just think Anthony Kumia is the funniest guy ever. But they just started yeah. talking about politics like 10 minutes into it and Kumia just like was ranting <laughs> and they were just like, fuck. They we wanted just, him to do Andrew Dice Clay or something. Yeah, we just wanted to be funny yeah. with him. And so that is my... And then I listened to old episodes and I totally got that sense of Kumia where I was like, he is possibly one of the funniest non... Like to me, my sense of like humor is totally derived from stand-up comedy now mm-hmm. where like stand-up comedians are always gonna be the funniest people in the world to me yeah he's like one of the only people that has like punctured that to be like this guy's not a stand-up comedian but some of the shit that he was doing on the show back then uh, okay is like so unbelievably yeah. funny i'm such a like stern fan yeah that i try to i take a lot of elements from him too and that's similar stern yeah. could have been a stand-up comic he had just the ability to talk in a way that, yeah. you know what I mean? He would have figured it out. When I was listening to a lot of Stern, I got better at like having drunk conversations with people. I would just start like interviewing them. Yes, so. yeah. <laughs> Robin was the best, dude. Robin yeah. really like... She sits back. She'll snipe in sometimes. She'll ask a good question But sometimes. you need her there. Mm-hmm. She like... And I don't want this to come off because I know how the radio... like Stern won't do the show without her. I know the radio lingo is like... She invented this position. Radio that, hole. But like, she is so much more than that. Like, she's not that at all. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's such an incredible, like. The radio hole is she like. She takes in so much of the humor, but then gives, she does that Stavros thing where she'll like give it some morality and be like, no, mm-hmm. you can't go like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's but what they, a lot she'll of. Egg on, she'll egg shit on sometimes too. Oh, she her. does, but she can yeah. do it without seeming like shit because she's such a sweet lady. Right. You don't see it coming. Ah, go listen to Howard Stern if you're listening to this. I mean, you, they they scrub a lot of it from YouTube, which sucks. Because uh, in like 2012, 13, yeah. they didn't scrub a lot of it off of YouTube yet. So I got a real like education on that show. Do you think like, we'll ever reach a golden era of Stern that we'll be able to access that stuff? Like, dude, I don't know. He's the one scrubbing it. The, yeah, he doesn't want to get canceled. No, it's just they want you to buy a serious subscription, but they don't give you access to the to the full back catalog. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of shit that there's a lot of shit he probably doesn't want out there. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that's been pretty much forgotten, other than like mythologized. When they do this sternthology and play old clips, they're like highly edited. Yes, you know? and yeah. there are a lot of things that they won't replay. You've read Private Parts? Have I read it? No, dude. Let's go to the, okay. I'm gonna be here until February. Okay. Here's what I want to do with my life. I want to go to the used bookstore. <laughs> you should get private parts. I read it when I was a kid. Yeah. I think the f- I think maybe the first boner I ever got was reading the book Private Parts. Really? Yeah, I was like seven. It gets erotic? Yeah. He, well, they were talking about how I... This is probably fucked up. I was turned on by this chapter. This guy was listening to some of the lesbian 
stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he had to pull over his car and jerk off <laughs> to a lesbian store. Yeah. Something about that made me aroused. Right. Yeah, because people didn't have internet porn yet. But anyway. People took in pornography and like eroticism in a way different way. Yeah, the book ago. is really good. But anyway, use bookstores mm-hmm. together reading. Okay. Remember we were going to start a reading podcast and we re- we were going to read women's self-help books? It was a good idea. It was a decent idea. We could bring it back. I finished that woman's whole book, but it was just about like making lists and stuff like a lot of those those books are. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Used bookstore, uh, bar. I want to go swimming in the morn. Yeah. Yeah. Cold plunge. You come to my house. I come to your house early in the morn. Yeah. We haven't hit our pools yet. But I say early, 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 early. Mm-hmm. Lap swimming. Okay. Building up those deltoids. Do you know how to swim? I know how to swim. Can you teach me how to swim? Yeah. All right. Get those deltoids. Oh, yeah. I need to work on my stroke. Deltoids. And then uh, book, swim, fucking some Patreon shit that I got to talk to you about. Okay. Patreon.com slash Lonely <laughs> And then, yeah, I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Let's just, like, have fun. Eat tacos. Take diet out of it. We always throw diet into these things. Well. Remove that. I've been doing pretty good with mine. I got to get on the broke boy diet. I've been eating a lot of shitty food, but I haven't been eating a lot. Discounted Sixth Street pizza. No, you know what I do now is I sit in bed and play video games until about 2 or 3 p.m. before I even think about eating. Yeah. Which, it seems counterintuitive. Mm Mm-hmm. But it kind of works for my lifestyle. Because mm. if I get out of bed and try to do all types of shit by like 10, 11, I'm like, yo, I need a feast. Right. But if I start smoking weed, I don't even get out of bed. I don't even get out of bed to pee until 1230 in the afternoon. <laughs> then I don't even eat. <laughs> Just strangling your bladder. Yeah. Just trying not to piss. Yeah. Do you have to piss or are you so dehydrated from the night before? I drink all seltzer now. I don't Bubbly drink, water. I don't drink any water that's not bubbled. Carbonated water. So I don't know what that's doing. Uh, Andrew Tate says flat water is for poor people. I do mumble a lot. Flat water is for poor people. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go back to flat water then. Andrew Tate's kind of a fuck. Do you have a soda stream or are you paying a premium for this can? I got a soda stream. Nice. My girlfriend bought me one for Christmas. Yeah. Or my birthday? Christmas. Throw some water in the Brita. She didn't get shit for me for my birthday. Really? Well, I told her not to. And she obeyed? She got, like, she got stuff. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I've owed her, like, several hundred dollars <laughs> for, like, a year. So, it's, I was just like, please don't get me anything. She take you out to dinner? No, she did great. Did she say, hey, can you just wipe my debt? <laughs> you don't no, great it was tip? great. I have no complaints. I was saying it as a bit. She And she still got me something. Yeah. But it's going to be nice when I don't have debts and I'm like, I have money and I'm successful, because mm-hmm. which is definitely going to happen. Right. Well, it either That's it, what I'm banking on. I've flipped myself upside down financially, but I know here's the thing. coming down the pipeline. It either happens or you kill yourself. And then, right. it, then it doesn't really matter. So, as, yeah. As straight white guys, you always have that option and no one will give a fuck. Yeah. My parents would breathe a sigh of relief if I killed myself. You know, wait till your parents die to kill yourself. My mom's gonna live fucking forever. I got like another forty years. I don't know, but I will tell you, and I, 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 I hope, and I sort of expect them not. I think they're gonna be around a while. Mm-hmm. The women in my mom's despite family my don't da- die, d- despite their diets. I just, yeah, it's just, 
I don't know. My great grandmother was a hundred. My current grandmother is ninety years old. My mom's almost seventy. I will say that I probably will go out and buy a motorcycle, like if I have any amount of money and I'm living comfortably. I wish I had done that already. No, like I wish I had that e-bike on me right now. If if both my parents pass on, mm-hmm. I'll go out and buy a motorcycle. Yeah, I just can't buy one with them alive. Because if you paralyze yourself on a motorcycle while your parents are alive, you're just like such a piece of shit. If your parents have to change your bedpan, your diapers. Yeah, just get in the call. Maybe they're so old that they can't even do that. Right. She's like, just let them go. Who would they pawn you off to? Instead, you're like, that's that's for a man with no attachment. Alyssa, to Alyssa would stick by you if you were paralyzed. Uh, no, she wouldn't. She'd ear beat you with some I told you so. She's too smart. She's too smart Paul, to stick I told by you not to get that death trap. She's too smart to stick by me. Why didn't you get an American motorcycle I mean, like I told you to? Based on the... Uh, she probably listened to this. Based on the amount of time we spend together, she'd probably be on the back of it when I crash. So yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Dude, I saw a guy. I think it was the first time having the girl in the back of the bike the other day. <laughs> I kept my distance from that. dude. He Yo, was all over the road. That is funny. Yeah. The idea of the first time you have a girl in the back of the you bike. You just got the bike. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go for a ride. And like, she doesn't know how to balance. He doesn't. They're leaning different ways and shit. Dude, Jack and the I think they're dating the uh, the girl with the motorcycle and the guy with the motorcycle at our work. Um, they seem cute together. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's like really short. Haven't they been dating? I think they've been dating. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. That is cool. They show up on two cycles. Two separate motorcycles. Yeah. That's cool. And they're fucking cool as hell. They're both cool as hell. There's a girl. They're both a, cool people. Where it's like, why the fuck aren't I? A does musician? she work at the mothership also? Maybe. I think she does. Really? And then there's another like biker chick that works on Jeeps and shit that works at the mothership who looks like she could beat everybody's ass. Who dates Matt Bellack. What Really? One of those. And I think she's smoking. The one show. I'm thinking of? I'm not trying to. Respectful. The one that Yo, looks like Whitney Cummings? Respectfully? Yeah. <laughs> one of the girls over there who's a smoke show, I yeah. believe, is dating Maddie Bellack. Fuck yeah. And I believe if you bring it up to Bellack about that she's a smoke show, she'd be like, yeah, you know, it's just, just smoke show. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like a very Maddie. What am I going to do? Yeah, Maddie really. We should I, get Matt Bellick on the podcast. I fuck with that guy heavy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. You might want to. Start booking people that are uh, And in? just maybe like a rebrand, re- a branch off, a spinoff. Try to capitalize on this new Austin uh, culture. Yeah. That's what we were doing. Anytime someone would have some like get some heat, we'd throw we'd be like, "Hey, we want to do the Lonely Men's but podcast." Keep Lonely Men's around, but maybe I don't know. Maybe make another YouTube channel and just try something. Yeah, just rebrand completely. Yeah, maybe something that's really different than this type of pod. And then I had some idea to do a daily podcast, but I was like, "Who wants that?" Here's the beautiful thing about if you do a totally different idea is that eventually they'll meld. Like I'm writing two very different acts right now. Mm-hmm. I know eventually I'll it, it won't be a clean act and a dirty act. It'll yeah. just be an interwoven vanilla chocolate swirl of dirty and clean. Mm. So if you went off and did a whole new thing where it was like more out in the wild, mm-hmm. live, Jesse Berlin game live, maybe put yourself front center. Then eventually this might come full loop and the Lonely Man's brand might come back into it. So yeah. I just think I think you fire off. I think that's what you should do. I might be able to webcam with this camera. I have no idea what the capabilities of it I are. Think some li- I think having Vulcan, it's a beautiful stage. It yeah. was the stage that Kill Tony was on for years. Right. You're a Kill Tony super fan. I think Matt Reif shot a special there. You should do a, lo- like a live. You should mastermind a live pod there. Okay. 
And if we wanted to work together, my idea was to do late night with Paul Severs, but I could, if there was enough interest in really hitting our heads together and making a good product, I could be, I could be totally to make our own. Like I, Legion of Skanks also is, I think, a more interesting and up our angle type of alley. Jesse like, Burlingame live from the Vulcan in Austin once a month. Well, in Austin, Legion of Skanks. Mm-hmm. You know. I saw a guy wearing a skank shirt on the street the other day and I said core values to him and then it took him a couple steps to be like, oh yeah, core values. Think about that. Midnight, Vulcan. Mm-hmm. People, we say, someone texts us and say, hey, are you record? You guys do that podcast, right? Right. You've been doing it the last few <clears throat> months? Right. You say, yeah, come through. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, who comes through? Hans Kim, Andre Ricks, Lucas McCrary. They're looking to party on. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah. Riff to a crowd of 20, 30 people, mm-hmm. all recorded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if Irish O'Neill could do it, then any of us can. You know what I mean? I mean, anyone can do a live podcast. Do we, do we broadcast it live? Get the chat involved? I think eventually, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think we want to go web 2.0 with this whole endeavor. <laughs> Initially, I think we try to get one. Why don't we go VR? We all wear headsets on stage. I think if initially if you did this, you want the first couple, like let's say three or four, just try to streamline the filming to posting as much as possible. I think mm-hmm. a premium should be put on. How can we get a quality product without having me sit in front of a computer for nine hours to edit them? Um, give me your gaming computer because you said you want to get rid of it. Yeah. And then I need more computing power for editing and such. Okay. What does it need to be fixed? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so Probably not. I have to take it a Hunter Biden's guy now. Pull all your CP out of it. Okay. Well, that's what I think right now. Working title, Lonely Man's Live. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of like it. I can see the logo in my head already. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's a spinoff of this. We can use this channel. LML. Maybe one of the L's is backwards. I, I, I'm i seeing like a blue Lonely Man's and like a gold like live. <laughs> You know what I mean? With a neon, a neon live. And you just do the Kill Tony thing. It's the number one live podcast. Yeah. It's filmed live. Just copy Kill Tony. I'm just saying that's a funny thing for them to say that it's filmed live. It's like it is filmed live. It is filmed live in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we take a we take a sprinkle of what we like from Legion of Skanks. We got to start having some some uh, brain blast together if we really want to. If you Is that re- code for taking Adderall? No. Okay. Just like if we really want to pursue an idea, we should try to like really get a wrangle on what is it going to be. Storyboard it. What's unique to us? Yeah. I think Legion of Skanks is like a 30% part of the mixture. Mm-hmm. That's to me is like the meld for what we could do mm-hmm. at Vulcan. That's just live riffing on stories and videos. Yeah, and but we're such big fans of that show. Like You got me into that show so much. Mm-hmm. And that show to me is the ultimate raw. It's the funniest show. Mm-hmm. It's the funniest show. That's my favorite live podcast. Yeah. So I think. So I came home today and I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, oh my God, Legion of Skanks was last night. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I get to watch. I was so excited to watch Legion of Skanks. So cool. So I think we can borrow from give, that. Give people that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're making progress. Enjoy this podcast while it lasts, everybody. It's on its way out. Uh, yeah. So this. I mean, we were we were talking about earlier about things 
that people tell themselves to make them feel better. Like, well, this guy never got this opportunity and he's famous and this guy failed this and he's famous. And uh, what was the one I was just, oh, oh yeah, Are You Garbage? One of the most successful Patreon podcasts. That was their like third or fourth podcast together. Yeah. They just kept trying new formats and new ideas. Yeah. Um, one of them stuck. Well, there we go. We're working on our ticket out of this fucking place, dude. I gotta take a fucking piss. All right. I've held you long enough. We did 11 minutes of unrecorded podcasts. And I'm going to be here plenty. Yeah. Maybe I'll put that 11 minutes up on Patreon. And I'm living authentically now. You are. Yeah. You're, fr- you're letting your freak flag Which fly. doesn't mean it's better. Mm-mm. It means it's worse most of the time. Yeah. No, when you pretend to be somebody else, you succeed way more. I know, but it's tiring. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. Sorry this is a sh- sorry that this podcast is like 3 weeks late and uh it's shorter than usual. But we're going through some things over here. I'm fine. I'm loving my life. You're good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I love my girlfriend. Mhm. And I love That's pretty much it actually. That's I love, all you need. I love my girlfriend, but that's all you need. Love is all you need. Love is all you need.